Welcome to the WealthStream Podcast. The team at Hightower Great Lakes share their insights and passions for empowering their clients to live their best life. In this energetic podcast, we will take you on a journey to help you navigate your financial future, overcome life's challenges to reach your financial goals, and find the financial clarity you've been searching for. Let's explore the downstream impact of your wealth and what it means to you, your family, and your community to live greater. Hello and welcome to the Wealth Stream with Tim Scannell from Hightower Great Lakes. Tim, what's going on? You know, we just finished uh, Thanksgiving holidays and um, now it's getting cold. So uh, getting ready for Christmas and those holidays and um, doing well. How about yourself? Oh, it's my favorite season. It's absolutely my favorite season. And I think Nebraska just got a new football coach, right? Is that a, are you a fan? Uh, yeah, that's whatever. You know, that, that, that's fine. That's great. <laughs> exactly. Football coach. But I'm not even talking about winter. I'm talking about soup season. Oh, there you I go. I love soup. I love making soup. And so last night I made a spicy fajita soup, Ooh, steak nice. fajita soup. Oh, man. So I had some for breakfast. <laughs> so when do, when do we all get invited to come over and eat? Come on. Tim, yeah, the the invitation is open but again <laughs> it's nebraska so okay prepare, it's prepare to drive a lot eight hour drive i'll be there tomorrow all right sounds good all right yes uh, a new football coach that's all fun and, and dandy but we're not here to talk about games we're talking about serious stuff like right. getting your life back right that's right um trying to talk generally about you know as i meet with business owners i meet with my clients the covid pandemic was obviously very stressful for everybody mm-hmm. we're theoretically coming out of it to a great extent. And, um, you know, normally on my podcast, as you know, we talk about things like investments and, you know, wealth transfer, wealth protection, charitable giving, things like that. But today we're going to talk about none of that. Today we're going to really, it's right before the holidays. And I know just generally as we're meeting with clients and meeting with family and friends, people are thinking about planning for 2023, thinking about their resolutions, thinking about you know their quality of life. And one of the common themes that I'm getting from clients is they need to get their life back because they dove too far into the business maybe yeah. as a result of the last couple of years. And so these are just some of the things we've talked to them about. And that's what I thought I'd go over. Yeah, I love this topic. All right. Yeah. I mean, that's I think it's important for every business owner and even folks that are you know just working really hard and have been a key member of a business that had to just strap up your boots and get in there and work really hard to get this thing, you know, help it to continue. I think this will be important for them as well. Yeah. I mean, so like Eric, just a quick question for you. I mean, do you have a a process you follow just generally as you're entering the next year, maybe with your business, with your family, talking about your goals? I mean, do you do that as a process or do you you have a formal thing that you do? Not as formalized as, as many, I suppose, but for my business, yes, I kind of reflect on what happened this, the past year, what improvements could be made, what things need to be accomplished, if there's any purchases that I'm going to need to make, of course. The other thing is with family, we've made some changes in our own financial situation in the last year. You and I have talked about this before, selling a house, moving into yeah. another house, doing repairs. We've done a lot of different things, and we're at a point now where we're helping our kids to understand where our where you know my wife and I's ideas are and where our funds are so that they know what we want as a tra- tra- trajectory, if I could say that word correctly, mm-hmm. for not only ourselves, but our kids and our grandkids, right? I mean, I think that's important. And I'm through our conversations, you know, I, I learned so much about multi-generational planning. 
even though it's not necessarily a huge amount of money that I'm going to be passing. I'm going to be very <laughs> bummed about that. But it's all about, hey, what can we do as a family to make this something that's going to last for a long time? Yeah, I mean, so Nancy and I have always done this, uh, I think, in our 30 six, seven years of marriage. I, I should get that right. I should have thought of that in advance of saying it, but um, we've done this blueprinting process and we actually kind of fell off the process last several years. So we're in, we're going through it right now. And really we're both 60. We're looking at the next however many years, you know, we have left mm-hmm. on earth and just kind of figuring out what's a priority. And then in the business, we always do formal business planning. And part of that is not just the finances for what we're forecasting and looking for next year growth, things like that. But something that I've learned through actually the founder of LinkedIn wrote a book and he talked about something called the tour of duty. That's what they use. And, you know, so as I meet with our team members, we talk about what's going to be important for you. How can I help you improve your skill sets next year with through education, training, et cetera? What are your priorities? So we, we kind of do three things. We do the personal, we do you know, just business and then also just with all of our teammates. Mm. And, you know, one of the things I've learned too, not just for what we do through what we do, but also um, as we're talking to clients is that we have a formal process we kind of go through too with our clients. And a lot of it is based on, you know, we've talked about this, I think a couple of times in different podcasts, but we, it's called your money personality or, you know, like we have clients who are family stewards, you know, what money means to them is, providing for their family or we another one we call independence where you know what and most of my business owner entrepreneurs are, are independents where what money means to them is the ability to I don't want to say do whatever they want but you know have financial freedom mm-hmm. and that's kind of their their goal so it's not really money for the sake of money it's money for the sake of caring for the family for being independent or traveling or giving away whatever it is they want to do you know compared to I have, I have clients who are accumulators, you know, that's one of them. So for example, like a lot of um, accountants and engineers, I would say are accumulators. So the more you accumulate, you set this high water mark, you know, and then you want to accumulate more. So, and I mentioned all that because one of the things that I think we we recommend when we talk to our business owners is as you're going through your personal goals, as you're going through your personal planning, and as you're thinking right now in general about, you know, how do I get my life back? Keep in mind what you think about money, what your money does for you, because that that really helps you kind of focus on um, some of the steps that we're going to talk about today. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. So I would say that, um, you know, just to kind of restate what I said before, there's COVID has been rough. I'm not, I'm, that's the understatement, right? It's forced everyone to kind of reconsider what they're doing. Everyone's mm-hmm. changed how they work. And the business owners we work with, um, I would say a lot of them were forced to dive further into the weeds maybe than they've wanted to in the past. So I remember it was, um, I forget what month it was, but it was in 2020, sometime in the summer. And we were down, Nancy and I were downtown. We went into a hotel and the lady working at the check-in was, we talked to her for a little bit and you know, she's head of marketing for this 1500 person hotel group and she's checking people in, Mm. you know, it was like all hands on deck. Everyone was doing whatever was required. And I think what happened is, you know, and you probably experienced this too, Eric, is you just dive right in and all of a sudden it's two years later and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm doing things I never thought I would be doing. I'm doing things that other people used to be doing. And what are some of the steps I can take to maybe step back 
not just to give me better quality of life, but also to, you know, focus on that exit planning we've talked about in many of our podcasts, where if the business relies too much on you, if the business has concentrates on, you know, one or two employees, if the business is not diversified enough, that impacts the value, that reduces the value. And it hurts your ability to exit when the time comes when you're looking for your freedom point. Yeah, absolutely. So there's basically three steps I just wanted to cover today. Just generally, I was thinking there's more than that, but I just thought I'd break it down without boring people too much and diving too far into the weeds, which I'm trying to avoid with these steps, right? So one of them is I have a common theme that I talk to business owners about, and we are doing this ourselves in our business, which is do less, you know, sell fewer things, offer fewer services. And I don't mean, you know, all of a sudden cut back and, you know, you're a restaurant owner, you used to have delivery or you used to have um, different services or a wider menu, but maybe you just need to evaluate the products or services and kind of walk through and say, what am I doing that doesn't really add value to the client, that it doesn't add value to the customer that maybe I could step back on? Because we've also talked too about in many podcasts that you know, focus and niche is always going to be more valuable to your client, but also it's always going to be more valuable to the end buyer, um, you know, when it comes time to sell. So like one of the things that we've done, for example, is, you know, we used to do tax returns. And a number of years ago, we just said, decided that that wasn't something we do well. That wasn't something that the clients really valued. We also really value networking and collaborating mm-hmm. with clients accountants and by doing tax returns ourselves that kind of inhibited that so you know we made the decision to just get out of that business and just focus um, on the things we do well which really has helped us out a lot not just in terms of do, providing better service more focused service to clients but also uh, better collaboration and you know working as a team with our clients accountants and attorneys and things like that well, here, here's the thing, Tim, is that in your situation <clears throat> specifically w- with that example, you have such a broad bench, right? You have a deep bench of folks that you've worked with in the past. You have clients that are very wealthy that have had to have very experienced CPAs, accountants to be able to do that. So you know these people already. So that was a, I would, I'm sure it wasn't an easy transition necessarily, but probably easier than not having those, those resources, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, and I'll give you an example too. I read an article about a person who formed a company, I think it was called Belfield Systems. And if you've worked with accountants, attorneys, if you've worked with um, other like hourly rate engineer uh, service providers, you know, they all have these systems that they use to track and bill, right? So you hate to call your attorney because you're going to get a bill. Um, but this, what they did was they created it just for attorneys and they focused just on the law yeah. practices, law, law field. And they were able to really grow a very high margin business, sell it for you know much more than they would have been able to had they worked with a number of industries. Mm-hmm. They were able to get a lot of actually two specific um, endorsements, you know, from legal profession associations. And as a result, they talked about the fact that they sold their business for a lot more than they would have had they not done that. So, you know, the takeaway that I get from that article, the takeaway that I get from my own business, from talking to other business owners is that you really need to look forward and say, you know, what do my clients really value? And what are some of the things I'm doing that maybe 
they don't really value it. Oftentimes you can do that by just asking them or surveying them and then really just focus and maybe do less. You know, like I've mentioned it to you also, Eric, just one final thing about it is that I am not the best writer, right? So when I write things, because I'm an accountant, um, I always send them to my wife, Nancy. She's my editor and she Mm -hmm. always sends it back and she'll always say less is more, Tim. And it always sounds better when I get it back from her. Yeah. Shout out to Nancy. Nancy's been on the podcast before. She is amazing. And so, no, I, I completely understand that. And my wife and I do that for each other as well. And, and mainly it's, hey, is this worded correctly? So I'm not going to hurt somebody's feelings, <laughs> quite honestly. <laughs> exactly. It's always nice to get another set of eyes on it, right? Yeah, for sure. So in addition to doing less, maybe focusing, you know, the, the next step I would say, and we talk to our clients about is uh, as much as possible, systematize or create mm. processes because if a buyer comes to you and wants to buy your practice or your firm or manufacturing trucking whatever it is they're going to want to know that you have formal processes in place and we've talked in the past about value drivers on some of the podcasts and one of the value drivers or the va- the drivers of value I should say the things that increase the value of your business is process because if um if if a buyer comes in they want to know that they can step in the next day and not necessarily rely on you, the owner, or you, the series of owners, to do everything, and instead know that they have a, you have formal processes in place. And one of it is, and processes also help you what we call systematize. So there, there's examples of things that we do. We have a formal fee schedule. We have a formal customer service plan for mm-hmm. if you come to and work with us, and you want a full family office service type of uh, experience, that's going to be a whole nother, another level of services and processes and fee schedule compared to you might come to us and you're just starting out of maybe medical school and you've got you know medical student loans and you're really looking more for planning to pay those down mm-hmm. and create this parallel path of you know growing your, your balance sheet. So you may not need as much estate planning as some of the other complicated things we do. So we have a formal process and customer service plan for each client. And that's just an example of one thing you could do that allows you then to step out. Because for me personally, and for a lot of business owners I work with, if they're comfortable knowing that a client or a prospect or a lead is going to come in the door, and they're going to get the same level of service you know, that they deserve and they, they came to you for um, when you're on vacation, and it's not going to rely totally on you, that's going to give you the ability to step away a little more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's vitally important. You've talked about that on the podcast before. In fact, you've had uh, coaches on the podcast before that have spoken about that as well. Yeah. And like I read it, I like to read. So, you know, on the weekends or at night, sometimes I'm just reading periodicals or business books. You know, someone will say, you know, what's the uh, most recent book you read? And it's usually a, something about business. But I read an article where they were talking about a person who they created basically a uh, a landscaping business, like you've seen driving around your neighborhood, driving mm-hmm. around the business, your commercial businesses everywhere. But what this person did in particular was he focused on uh, McDonald's franchisees. And he had one client in particular that had complained or talked to him about the fact that there's just discarded cigarette butts everywhere. You know, like people go through the drive through mm-hmm. they park in the parking lot, they, they drop them off. So one of the things he stressed was that, and then he stressed with all of his people and he stressed, you know, with his processes was that he was going to be the one who makes sure that there's no cigarette butts out there. And it doesn't seem like a lot, but just 
systematizing and communicating and being different and focused really allowed him to grow a business that was much larger than he ever would have done. Yeah. I mean, you, you find somebody's thorn and you know, the one that, that's in their side and you pull it out and take care of it, they're going to be appreciative and they're going to recommend you. Right. I mean, so that little tiny niche niche, whatever the yeah. word is that, that one thing that he focused on was huge that I'd never heard that before. That's fantastic. Yeah. And I'll just give you a, a personal example. So the house we live in, it's in Northwest Indiana where there are some dunes and um, the, the driveway goes up on a dune. And we knew when we bought it five, six years ago that the driveway would ultimately have to be replaced because it was they use railroad ties to kind of support it and they were coming out. <laughs> so eventually mm-hmm. you can't park up there, right? Yeah. So we found this guy. We love him. We call him, His name's Ralph. But uh, Ralph, all he does is stone walls that support driveways in the dunes. And he's got a process and I watch him do it. It's, I just marvel at it. And when we first talked to him about it, you know, he said, I will build this thing that'll last 500 years. And I said, you know, can I get the 50 year version? It's probably cheaper. <laughs> Is <laughs> uh, it like, the nope. cost? Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't do 50 year walls. I do 500 year walls. That's so, awesome. But he's, he's niche. He's got a system. He's got a process. Um, he was referred to me by one of my clients who was also one of my best friends, a general contractor. And, you know, we couldn't be happier. And we yeah. love Ralph. Man, that, that again, something I've never heard of, a, a problem I never knew existed. And this guy's solving it. Yeah. I mean, so you live in the flatlands, so you probably don't have dunes, right? There's no hills. <laughs> no, no hills, no dunes, nothing. Corn. Exactly. So, again, the first two things we talk about, number one is, you know, do less stuff with more, you know, basically focused niche. And the second is to try and systematize what you are doing. And the third is try your best to outsource the things you don't do well. And I'll just speak from personal experience. You know, when I grew my practice and started in 1986, you know, I got to a point in uh, 1998 where I just determined that to remain small, remain focused and niche, you know, serving my clients, I needed to be part of a bigger organization where I could start outsourcing. I joined a, a different broker dealer and I made some changes like that. And then in 2008, when I went through the process again, when the market was melting down, um, I joined and affiliated with Hightower because Hightower was able to take on the due diligence, the compliance, the technology, the security that we needed to protect our clients' data. They allowed us to outsource some of the accounting, human resources, the systems we don't do well. I mean, we want to work with our clients, plan for our clients, and then you know work with people that our clients refer us to. And we can't do that if we're focusing on, if we don't have the best practices for compliance, due diligence, accounting, all that stuff. So mm-hmm. that's just an, one example of outsourcing for us personally. And recently I worked with um, a client of mine and uh, she became the CEO of a plastics company and amazing. So her, her mother and father had kind of created it, founded it, um, I think around 30 years ago, 35 years ago. And I recently talked to, and she's been the CEO for, I think, three years now. I recently talked to the father who said, um, it's amazing. He says, I never would have hired a consultant. You know, it's just not something I ever thought of, or I thought, what a waste of money. That's what he was telling me. And, you know, and then since his daughter took over and she brought in a couple of really uh, very good, very specific niche manufacturing consultants and also some accounting consultants. And he said, it's just amazing how better, how much better we're operating, how much better we're communicating, how much more focused we are as a company. 
So they outsourced and they went out, they reached out to get some expertise to come in and help them really focus, help them maintain or grow their profitability and also grow. And then eventually when they look to exit, if they do look to exit this business, the buyer is going to say, yes, we're watching the growth. We're watching the processes. Mm -hmm. We understand you have the people in place in the right chairs. It's just amazing that, you know, he created the business. He had no interest in really doing anything like that. And then now he's like, just can't say enough great about his, how much of his daughter's brought in the consultant. So it's just kind of funny. You don't know what you don't know, right? I mean, you don't know until you experience something for yourself. And I think a lot of business owners are in that situation. They're so busy that they don't take the time to try these different things or, or get an outside perspective or even you've spoken about this before. They don't take time just to pause and look at look at it from an outside perspective from themselves, right? They're, they're just so far embedded in the business, just day-to-day -day operation, especially after these last couple of years, like you said, that it, it, it's time to breathe, right? Yeah, exactly. And you know, one of the things that allows a, a client to breathe and take time off too is having just a great internal, but also a great external financial team. Mm -hmm. um, CPAs are a great example. So in 2019, I literally went, went around through Northwest Indiana and met with to interview uh, 19 accounting firms um, that I thought were the top ones in Northwest Indiana, just to to identify, you know, do they, are they open for business? Are they taking on new clients? What are their focuses? What are their niches? Will they respond quickly to our clients' needs if we refer them? And really, I identified three that I felt comfortable referring to clients, yeah, but I have referred and what I like to do is just say, hey, here's three, you know, you can pick. And mm -hmm. the clients that have worked them have been, just been really, really happy. And it's given them confidence and comfort to know that, you know, the their financial, their finances are in order, their accounting's in order, their forecasts are in order so that they can step aside, they can take more time off, they can take more time from the business. Got it. Yeah. And that's, again, who doesn't want that? <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, so today I just thought I'd talk about three of the of the many things we we kind of help clients focus on as a way to kind of get their life back, get the balance between quality of life, family, charities, the things, their passions, um, whatever they are, and business and growing the business. And so I think these three will really help the listener. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, if folks want to reach you, I mean, you've been doing this for a very long time. You've got tons of podcasts out there. You've got tons of resources for every listener out there. But if they want to have a personal conversation, how do they get a hold of you? They can always call at 219-531-4941 or send me an email at tscannell at hightoweradvisors.com. All right, Tim, fantastic stuff. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it, Eric. Hey, you bet. And our last thank you, of course, always goes to you listening audience. Thank you so much for listening to the WellStream podcast with Tim Scannell. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Tim comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. And we humbly ask you share this podcast, rate it and leave a review as this actually does help others find the show. Again, thanks for listening today. For everyone at Hightower Great Lakes, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time.
Thank you for listening to the WealthStream podcast. We hope you gained some valuable insight that you can apply to your life and share with others. Please don't forget to subscribe below to be notified when new episodes become available. And don't forget to live greater. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Hightower Great Lakes. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Hightower Great Lakes is a group comprised of investment professionals registered with Hightower Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Some investment professionals may also be registered with Hightower Securities, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services are offered through Hightower Associates, LLC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities, LLC. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is free of risk, and there is no guarantee that the investment process or the investment opportunities referenced herein will be profitable. Past performance is neither indicative nor a guarantee of future results. The investment opportunities referenced herein may not be suitable for all investors. All data or other information referenced herein is from sources believed to be reliable. Any opinions, news, research, analyses, prices, or other data or information contained in this presentation is provided as general market commentary and does not constitute investment advice. Hightower Great Lakes and Hightower Advisors, LLC, or any of its affiliates, make no representations or warranties expressed or implied as to the accuracy or completeness of the information or for statements or errors or omissions or results obtained from the use of this information. Hightower Great Lakes and Hightower Advisors, LLC, assume no liability for any action made or taken in reliance on or relating in any way to this information. The information is provided as of the date referenced in the document. Such data and other information are subject to change without notice. This document was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed herein are solely those of the authors and do not represent those of Hightower Advisors, LLC, or any of its affiliates.